All right, it's Roycey Unchained. We're going to get into some, we're going to drag Roycey into some twins offseason speculation here. But uh, boy, the uh, the Astros weren't going to go down. No. They weren't going to go down with a sweep, we found out last well, night. Wasn't it amazing to see a baseball game with hitting? That's what I could. <laughs> uh, two teams hitting the ball yeah. and jumping over fences to catch it and bring it back and make great plays all over. But, you know, having the ball in play hard and it was in play hard last night uh was uh was phenomenal to watch it was uh, it was great because it's such a contrast to everything else we're seeing right now which is three to one you know you are allowed to speaking. score eight runs in a playoff game yes. that's my yes. one message to the twins it, yes. is, it is acceptable yes it is once in a while it's nothing nothing wrong to beat each other up in texas i'll tell you what as soon as they hit that two-run home run, you said, this ain't over because <laughs> oh, yeah. they can they can put up the runs, man. They are. But, man, the other thing is great defensive plays, too. Seager made a great play in the hole. The guy jumped over the fence. That, frankly, I didn't had no idea he still had that much juice in him to make that catch in left center field. That might have saved the game, that catch in left center. His career uh, initially got derailed here, right? Did, didn't he suffer a brutal like knee injury or oh, like, I, on the warning track at Target with, Field? With I think Cleveland? that's where. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's where, where the problem started. started. He's a hell of a player when he's. Oh healthy. God, he's he's a great hitter, just a great hitter. But he, this year he played. He had fifty-seven at bats. I looked it up uh, before the series because I looked and said, "Wait a minute, he's back in the lineup when they were playing Houston." Yep. And uh, a couple of days before that, and uh, he, he only had 57 at-bats this season. He didn't play till September, I don't think. And then when he played in September, they played him every other day. But old Dusty, desperate, down 2-0, sticks him out there in left field instead of dh and uh, and he saves the game for him. Damn, he was happy, too. He, I think he surprised himself <laughs> that he caught that ball that he got there and got that. But that was a, a very emotional, fun game because we got hitting. Yeah. You know, I, I generally hate the in-game interviews. It's like you know, a guy yeah. will come a guy will come around the bases yeah. all huffing and puffing. It's like, you know, here's a microphone in your yeah. face. But you know who's great at them is Dusty. Dusty yeah. loves it. And he's he'll call play by play and he's laughing. Yeah. It feels like yeah. there's this huge weight that's been, that winning that World Series last year too has just kind of oh, God, yeah. made him even but more and more fun. I say he's the Chris Rock grandpa character of baseball. You know, he's got this, all these old philosophy, philosophical things. I mean, still one of the great quotes of this postseason is he was, he was asked about Kepler and he, uh, Kepler comparing Kepler to his right fielder, Kepler and, uh, and Tucker, right? Wasn't mm -hmm. it? Something like that. Oh, they're both good looking guys. <laughs> yeah. What does he Very handsome. Good looking guys, and they take good at bats. <laughs> and he just, he's an old philosopher and he doesn't let anything bother him. And everybody gets along with him great, you know. So he's, uh, but he, he must love it, man. He's still back there. How many teams now? The Nats, the Cubs, Giants, uh, the Giants. The Giants were his Reds. first. Reds, or, right? Yeah, the Reds, Reds the Cubs, five, the Reds, five teams, Washington, five teams. Houston. Yeah, yeah. that's still one of the great like moments that. in it's one of the great moments in World Series history when uh, JT Snow uh, it was a JT Snow saves. Yep. Yeah, his kids, <laughs> the three-year-old, the five-year. That's another thing about Dusty. He's got his four-year-old kid as the bat boy. You know, <laughs> running out, get out there, and get the bats, and that kid ended up getting signed. I don't know if he's still uh -huh. playing or not, though. But 
that was yeah. a that was a World Series moment for the ages, to say the least. Yes, yes, it was. So we we uh, earlier this week we started. You know, we like to speculate recklessly yes. on our show here. So we we did the we started with the the comb through of the roster. They've got the Kepler ten million dollar option, the Polanco option. They've got you're trying to figure out center field, but Michael A. Taylor's a free agent. You don't know if you're going to get you know the Bally's money. So like as as you they they bring Patrick Royce into the big conference room at uh, one Twins way and say, "There's all this stuff. Where do you start?" Where do you start parsing all this? I, I've been thinking about this, actually. And I would like Sonny Gray back. So it's three years, 60, right? But you aren't going to just, you're not going to raise your payroll. Okay. It probably I comes would, down, I would it? move, uh, if I could move both Kepler and Polanco to save that money, I would sign Sonny. If, if I could, if, if I'm not just going to get rid of them to cut payroll, if I'm going to get rid of them to keep Sonny Gray, then I would do that. Uh, I mean, Sonny will never see Sonny Gray as good as he was this year. I mean, that's a phenomenal year for his age. What is he going to be? Thirty-four. Yeah. And I think, but I mean, if you if it, and they're really Falby's really excited about Paddock. They still think that's a great arm, and they you know they saw seven outs. I don't think you can base your season on it, but you know. If you start the rotation with those two guys, Lopez and him again, and then you got Paddock as an option, then you got, you know, all of a sudden you're uh, you're loaded with pitching. Is when you look at this, and I've said this, when you look at this postseason, how many guys are how many teams are more than two starters deep? It's it's incredible. They they, yeah. they you know, they two starters and then you got a guy that you take out after the third inning. If he gets through three if he gets through three innings, you're happy. So uh that would be a, uh, you know, you got, you got, you know, you got Flylevin and Viola, and then you got a bunch of less strikers, <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody else has got less strikers. And uh, so if, if you could get yourself, you know, that, that kind of a rotation, if, if, if Paddock was your third option, instead of a guy that has to be really good for you. Joe Plus, Ryan great. too, when he's not, you know, yeah, hiding an injury he, is a good pitcher. He'll be okay. Don't you think that Sonny, uh, you know, helps that clubhouse because he's edged, not because he's an over running around pat in the back, but I see him in there and he's Morris when he's ready to pitch. He's Morris. He's like, stay away from me. You know, I'm going to have my meetings, but I don't want to, you know, I mean, Dan Gladden told me the great, greatest Morris story ever during the pandemic. I did a piece on him and and they all jump around after winning game six, this phenomenal game six. Then they finally get up to the clubhouse and everybody jumping around and screaming and hollering. And Jack walks through the door, walks in, doesn't say a word to anybody, walks over to his locker, puts his stuff in there, puts his glove in there looks into the locker and Jack Gladden said, I knew we were going to win game seven when I saw that. And it yeah. Sonny Gray gives him some of that because he's a competitive SOB. He's not the greatest guy in the world, but he's the most candid. And I, I think he, I think he'll be sadly missed because you get a veteran like that. That's, you know, kind of shows everybody how to compete. I think. Yeah. So Pat, what what's the most that he could possibly get? Do you think? 
on the open market? I wonder, you know, there's a lot of teams that are in the same situation as the twins. The regional TV money is in big trouble all around baseball. And you might not have the crazy, you know, first of all, you look around at what the Mets did. You say, okay, I'm going to spend all my billions here. And then you, then in August, you say, okay, now I'm going to get rid of everybody. And you see what the Padres spending all that money did and they didn't make the playoffs. And I, it, but I think there's, because of the regional TV crisis, basically the cable TV crisis, there's going to be uh, less money in the game. And uh, maybe the, the, the three for 60, I'd say, would get him done, don't you think? And then he gets an option, then he gets a $6 million buyout if you don't pick up the fourth year or something like yeah. that. And right now, so they had a, it was a record high payroll. I think opening day was like 153 or 154 yeah, million. It's high for them. And, and they so and it's a fifty five million dollar Bally's chunk that is a huge question mark that's that's is gone that right high? now. Is it that high? Was it did it end up being that high? Fifty five. It, it used the the old deal was forty, and okay. then the, the new deal is is fifty five. And that's so a lot of money. right now they have they have ninety two million dollars in guaranteed contracts that counts the team options on Kepler and Polanco. Yeah, and then if you if you estimate like some of these websites like Spotrack will estimate the arbitration figures. So the, the estimation right now, not counting Sonny Gray, not counting Michael A. Taylor, the free agents, Pagan, they're at like 111 million right now. So the question that's, is, that's pretty high. How far beyond that would they go without a TV deal? You know? And of course the fans are going to uh, yell cheap poll ads, but yeah, well, it's uh it's, it's reality. I'll tell you what they'd like to do get out of the two years they have left on the Christian Vasquez deal for 20 million. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what was that? Uh, you know, he doesn't catch it all for you. I think but Jeffers couldn't Jeffers hit like a, this until this year, right? This was like his big, yeah. I mean, I guess he hit No, this is his biggest offensive season. I mean, he's, sure. it's, it's fine to have a veteran catcher like that almost splitting the time, but not at that number, not, yeah. at, you know, not at that number, but I, uh, you know, they're going to, they're not going to have it. I'd, I'd say they're going to be 130, something like that, 135. I I, I don't think they're going to. They're. I heard they're coming down to some degree. I mean, they. You know, they've always run it that they. And you can't blame them. They operate on what their revenues are, and uh, I think they've. Uh, you know, they had to enjoy everything they saw at the end of this year and the enthusiasm. And uh, I, I don't think they want to become the. Even, you know, you're going to have 25% of the people that are going to say the cheap poll ads. They, they won't finance a winning team, yeah. but if you can't worry about them. But you, 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 can't, you can't irritate all the people who showed up there and waving their flags, 40,000. You, you can't, you know, you got to. And if you can bring back Sonny, if you can upset the odds and bring back Sonny Gray, you know, what, what else? You know, I, I said I'd like to see a left-handed starter, and I, I'd like to see a left-handed reliever. But, but more than anything, if you bring him back, I think the best thing they can do that uh, this off-season is bring him back, don't you? And if they let Polanco and Kepler go to do that, nobody's going to complain. I don't think. I, but you you want to you want to pick up the options and then get something for them, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I think the the most important thing uh, from a business standpoint with knowing that your TV situation's uncertain and you're going to, I mean, it's not like you're going to lose the entire chunk. You're going to, you're going to have some type of probably, TV probably deal. lose half though to start but, with. 
but the important thing from a business standpoint, Pat, to your to what you're saying is you do have the potential now to sell probably uh, new season ticket packages yeah, or at least partial you know. plans. So, so you can't take away that desire completely. And gray probably helps, but if you just decide to slash it too much, then you probably lose that potential. So there, there's a fine line here from a business standpoint, yes. not going too far. And I'm sure they don't base it on this, but they also have the worst schedule in the history of baseball next year. They have more home games in April than any other month. And it's one of those years, about every three or four years, you get the awful schedule. And they have, you know, I'm not sure if it's July, August, July, August, one of those months, they got like six home games or something like that in the middle of the summer. It's every once in a while they get stuck with a God awful schedule. And I think next somebody told, I haven't looked, I, I got to tell you, somebody told me they have more home games in April than any other month next year, which is baseball, really Baseball smart. keeps doing this. Though. I know, April thing, what, what are you doing? And, and the problem is, is, is this, I don't think the twins got rained out this season. No, no. So you're, your luck, you your know, luck is done. Let's face it. You, if you want a chance to draw up here, drought is very helpful. You know, <laughs> you know the, the farmers, a, right. a, the corn is growing real slow. So they might as well come in and watch baseball in August, right? And B, that, by the way, they all got money hidden under the mattresses and stuff. They're loaded, the farmers, no matter what they tell you, complaining. But, uh, uh yeah, I mean. Okay, you, I just found the right. schedule. By the way, they they play. So part of it's the is the first week in May, which is just as bad. By the way, yeah, they they play twenty home games before May tenth. <laughs> One fourth of your schedule, home schedule before May tenth. Before 10th. May tenth, what in God's name did did the. Do they dislike Joe Polad that much? The yeah. new generation? What the <laughs> hell are they doing to poor old Joe? Somebody should do a piece on on that this god awful schedule. It's, oh, it's interesting. They, they I've, I've been saying this for years now. We've all been saying it. Baseball just runs it through and puts the schedule. They don't consider weather, roofs, anything. What the hell is the matter with you? Yep. You know, uh, it, they say, well, everybody's got to have an equal chance to draw in the summer. No. And you know? as part of that schedule, the Dodgers come to Target Field the first, uh, second week in April. The yes. Dodgers. Two, Dodgers. Good. Two years ago, same thing. The Dodgers <laughs> were here in 2020. What? What's this? Uh, three in 2022. Yeah. If you guys recall, the Dodgers were here in, yeah. in April. Same thing. Last year, in the middle Miserable. of the summer, you get the Dodgers, you draw 35,000 a game. You get them in April, you get 12. Yeah. You know? And, and might, obviously, the weather announce, in Los Angeles is a little different. Uh, they might have, they, and the, what do the Dodgers care when they're at home? You know, Correct. They're going to yes. drop. They, you got 42,000 season tickets to start with or something like that. That gives you a good boost, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's awful. It's just, you know. Baseball does some things you think they're kind of smart, you know, the club pitch clock and all that stuff, and probably going to have a challenge here on balls and strikes, uh, maybe as soon as next year. Uh, but then they do this. Then they have, they just run the schedule through a computer and however it pops out, you know, it's a good thing they don't have a franchise in Nome, Alaska. They'd be, uh, you know, <laughs> ah, we got you. 
we got you 12 uh, home games there before April 15th. Is that okay? You yeah, know? it'll be great. Just put a park on. It'll be great. Idiots. Idiots. Unbelievable. Hey, I have one, I have one more uh, Twins roster question for you. What, what do you do? How do you plan for Brooks Lee and Austin Martin? Can Austin can Austin I, Martin play center field? Yes, yes, I think that might even be his position. He can run like the wind. He has no power, you know. So uh, they they like him. I think he's your backup center field. I don't think that Michael Taylor did really well here this year, and he's okay. And but I don't think they're bringing him back. And uh, I think Austin Martin and Buxton will be your center fielders. And if Buxton can't play, then you you know then you'll look around. But Austin Martin is. A tremendous athlete, steel base, and all that good stuff. So I, I think they'll. When he shows, I would imagine they probably have him in uh, Florida this uh, winter, uh, working on center field would be my guess. And they yeah. got, enough, you know, you you know who your shortstop is, unless that ankle has to be amputated, uh, like the Mets and the. Eventually, yeah, the clock's ticking yeah. though. Yeah. That's a couple yeah. years. Yeah, from yeah now. you got him, and then you got. Uh, you know, Julian at second, and then uh, you got Royce at third, and Brooks Lee might not. Brooks Lee won't be on the opening day roster. I wouldn't think. I would yeah. say, I would say they're going to do one of those uh, service times. And now, if somebody gets hurt, they'll call them up or something. Yeah, but, go uh, go crush it for a month, and then and yeah. then we'll see. We'll see. Or, you in the uh, but do we still do the service time thing and bring them up? Much. That. Not as much. Huh? They. they They've changed that. It, it, it's now yeah. actually incentivized for teams to bring yes, guys up. That's right. So, so they changed I, that I, rule. I bet he. Well, it depends upon if somebody is. If everybody's healthy in spring training, I would guess he's not. I wonder. Uh, like Solano won't cost him any money. They'll probably bring him back, don't you think? Right-handed hitter. Give him yeah, four I mean, million it's... instead of two. You know, so. Yeah, it kind of depends, and, yeah. and some of it depends too on and what's what's Kirloff's timeline with that shoulder surgery. Is he yeah, is he opening I, day I, ready? I don't know about him. I, I my my I I weep for what I thought he was going to be and what he's turned out to be so far. He he gets into these ruts where he's terrible, and then when then and then when you give him all of a sudden he hits ball out to left center and you say yeah that's it. But does he have any like personality up or down? Have you ever seen him like react <laughs> to anything? Very, you know, he uh, he grew up in a uh, a very. Uh, well, religious situation where I don't think the uh, I don't think the kid shot off his mouth too much, and he sits, stands in front of his locker and does the interviews. But it's there's if it was a I'll put it this way: I'll take a Joe Mauer interview over an Alex Kirilov okay. interview, and Joe in the let's say the middle of his career when joe was really super boring he got a little more relaxed later but uh, jason kubel was was a little bit like that too where it's just yes. like you know is there yeah. is there anyone, but, is there anyone but, behind those eyes <laughs> but yes but those guys you know with it, kirloff it's uh it's it's a plan i like the guys that are just kind of like wrestlers or meatheads or something you know i mean they say you know ah, ah, you know that they don't have anything to say but they're they're kind of like that's just because they well they're not poor asses at least john yeah. roush john roush, was john, john, roush. <laughs> john roush hated this all and i don't know why i think he just hated humanity hey john know. how's it going today stare a hole through your soul yeah thomas to pay um so so if if buxton wasn't hurt so much 
that that it, it becomes a talking point. I I think the thing with the really sad thing with Kirilov, he's never really healthy. Like think no, about that. Well, he was. Uh, this all started with the wrist. What? Well, it's almost three years now. So right. you're right. And then, however, the shoulder got into the action. I don't know if that's compensating. He always had the perfect swing that he started at age four. You know, he was he was uh, working on this with his dad, and I, you know, maybe compensating for that compensating for the wrist had to screw up his shoulder. I would think. I don't. I think he also that. dove for a ball at first base and landed yes, that's on, right. on the shoulder. That as last well. time he did, yeah. The, but it's a yeah. shame because this guy is never truly healthy. Well, plus, actually, remember when Solano made the play, uh, the diving play in the Toronto series? And I said, whew, you got away with having him at first. And and Rocco said, uh, he can, he's, he, he's the only first baseman that would have made that play because he can dive. You know, he can yeah. dive. And Kirilov, Kirilov proved to us on that ball down the line that uh, he's not a diver. So, uh, in the, which game was that? One of the, one of that, the was, that was game three, losses. right? Or no, it, yeah. yeah, it was game three. One of the Houston losses. So, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, that's um, they they I'm sure are as mystified as uh, the rest of us as to what if they should mark him down as their first baseman or not. I, I don't know. They got hey, we, maybe Sabato's ready. Maybe he can play the first baseman. I think he almost got up over 200, didn't he? This well, year, he'd, he'd be the Gallo replacement. <laughs> he'd yes, be the perfect Sano to Gallo. To Sabato, the holy you trio. You know, if you want to get rid of all, all PR that you received, announce a couple months from now we've re-signed Joey Gallo. Oh <laughs> Joey's coming back. Joey's imagine? Joey's magnanimously <laughs> taking a cut, but he's coming back. Isn't that kind of weird that like he kind of he suffered kind of a mystery injury and then he yes. was never talked about again? Not even. Said- such a mystery that the right manager now. struggled greatly to try to describe where it might have occurred. He yeah. said, I don't know. He found the ball off his foot. He was like looking at it saying, you idiots don't believe this. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, It was like, and they kept, you know, he gets all these serious questions and that's, uh, uh, you know, they want full details. And he, I, I, I don't. And then they said, I think those said, was it in the cage or in the, in the <laughs> batting practice? And Rock was said, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, Stop like asking questions. I don't know. <laughs> it might have been we had the hitting coach drop a barbell on it or something. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Guys, we're all in this together. None of you want yes. to see Joey Gallo hit anymore, right? No, stop asking yes, questions. Shut up and stop <laughs> worrying about it. You know, oh, it's I don't know. They should be better, though, next year, don't you think? It should be a more consistently good team. I think they've – I don't think you're going to see what we saw for four months at the plate, although they promised us just as many strikeouts. They they they, they support yeah. striking out a huge number of times. And uh, Who's going to compete with them? That's my question. Can we finally get somebody in this division? Not Detroit, I'll tell you what, Detroit getting rid of Miguel Cabrera's at bats will automatically yes. get them yes. five more wins. Yeah, week. they were stuck wow. with they were stuck with him having, I mean, greatest guy and one of the greatest tigers since Cabrera, probably. I mean, since K Line. Mm-hmm. But they but you're right. You gotta, you know, they how many times would he out of the lineup? They gave him he was trying to get these doubles records and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, they, they had to give him 500 plate appearances. And 
they they might have a chance, but who's got any pitching on the way? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, you know Cleveland, who Cleveland's like always the, feisty, but Francona's yeah. gone now, so. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to, uh, I, there's no big uh, secret here. I'm going to interview our old friend Trevor May on the phone tomorrow morning. I'm going to write a Sunday column on why is he retiring after his best relief season ever. But uh, I see he came out and disemboweled the uh, the Oakland A's owner on a on a podcast yesterday. So that's it. Would be, be tough to go back on your retirement now. If uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, especially with the A's. But but he had like two months. Nobody did anything against him. And for the A's, yeah. I was I was telling John I think yesterday that I was. I was in the car listening to a Twins game against Oakland. It was a coming back from someplace, and it was the one that afternoon game that they lost to the A's there when they were still floundering around late August, early September. Provis comes on and says, "There's Trevor May. He hasn't given up a run in his last twenty appearances." And I said, yeah. "What? <laughs> you know?" Yeah, he had like but twenty-one I, saves too. His strikeout was rate not, was was pretty far down, but I was not. Uh, I was not uh, digesting A's box scores, so I had no idea. that <laughs> He spent time, I want to say, in the spring, April or May, on the mental anxiety. health list, too. Anxiety, yeah. Anxiety, yeah which is really because of anxiety. Interesting. But uh, remember that one year that we lined him up to be the guest on your show, and then he about two days later, he blew out his elbow. Made one was appearance in person yeah. with us in the press box, in the fort, and that was it. Would we had great, that happen man. twice because Glenn Perkins blew his elbow out one year too, and then yes, we got stuck yeah. with Hector Santiago as a I weekly know, guest. I think Hector was the May year. I think that was, was he the May year. Oh, and, and Glenn was rehabbing. I'm, from the I previous. was down there, and you guys were gone. I said, "Well, I can get you Hector. He's a good talker." And then Hector just disappeared at the middle of the season. Right? He just stopped calling. Oh, he, his, he he's that still Jack. pitching in Mexico. <laughs> he's still pitching in the Mexican League. Have, have we found Sano yet? Has anybody found Miguel Sano? I just found Freddie, who's his guy, and he was supposedly working out in to some degree in the Dominican, but he was supposed to head to Tampa to work out. But the last time he did that, uh, when they had the big tryout for him in January, he was fat and out of shape, and his bat was slow, so nobody signed him. So Jeez. hopefully this time he's a little more serious about it uh, when he gets to Tampa. If the Star Tribune wants to win an award, and they might, have somebody find this guy, get on a plane, and go write the story about what happened to one of the top prospects for the Twins in the last whatever years. Yeah, well, it won't be me because I went over to St. Paul last year to talk to yeah, him. No, uh, you're not going to get that a one. tryout and was uh, – uh, uh, he walked by me, and I tried to stop him, and then I, and then I sent Sean into the uh, – uh, clubhouse and said, Hey, find out if he'll talk to me or not. Cause he just blew me off. And he said, he said, he's not talking to you. And he said it rather decisively and profanely. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I wouldn't spend the Tribune money, our Tribune money to fly me to Tampa. It'd have to be somebody else. Somebody, somebody and you else. guys took that picture together at spring. Training. I know we were buddies. You guys were tight. We were buddies. Yeah, I wasn't like Sid. I didn't ask him like he said about Sid that one time. I, I, I think Mitch or somebody said, hey, Sid Watson talking to me. He said, that guy asked me the same questions every time. 
That's the point. Yes. Yes. Oh, so, well, anyway. yeah. If someone should find him and uh, yes, do a big feature. Well, so. Hopefully, he got you know got back down to two eighty or something, and it put can put on a show. And somebody, you know, when you see the strikeouts and the home runs, there's still a place for him. Probably just. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber hit like a buck eighty this year and hit forty seven home runs. Like you can forty seven home runs, forty eight singles. Yeah. How about that second home run he hit the other night, though? <laughs> My God, that one was in orbit. Yeah. The first one was this high, you know. The second one was just enormous. I don't know. It had to be 500 feet. I don't know Sammy what Sammy Softball, it. man. God bless him. God <laughs> yeah, bless Schwarber. There's, that was the 70s in a nutshell. That physique, I love uh, those guys. Yeah, now he's getting, he's chubbing up again, but he's, not as fat as he was when he was came when he first came up, but you got you got to give credit to how bad he is in the outfield. That they said, Harper, we know you're coming back from an injury. We don't know, and you've never taken a ground ball at first, but we want you to play first so we can put Schwarber as a, as a, take Schwarber out of the field. We don't want it. We want him to be the DH. You can't be our DH anymore. We need Big Fatty to be our DH. So. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway. All right, Pat, we got to go. Uh, we got to talk some Vikings here on Purple Daily, but okay. I'm glad we fixed the twins today. At least got to start uh, on fixing. All the right. Twins, so. We got a couple ideas there. See ya. Yep. All right. See ya. see ya, Pat. There it is. Roycey right. Unchained here on Mackie and Judd.